Welcome to A Better Way with Crossroads Bible Church, a podcast about finding the activity of God in our stories and discovering how Jesus is building His kingdom among us, right here, right now. The goal is to inspire you to see and celebrate God's activity in your own life, too. And now your host, Sherry Hutspeth. We are back again, and this time I'm here with Holly Brown. Thank you for joining me today, Holly. Thank you. I appreciate um, your willingness to both do like the 30-minute conversation that we do before we actually record this and then coming in and doing the recording itself. So thank you for being willing to do that. Uh, It's my pleasure. I'm glad to go back through it again. (laughs) Okay, well, let's dive into this first question that we have here. How would you describe your spiritual heritage? Well, I grew up in a military family. My dad was a career army guy. And so my whole, um, all 18 years of growing up, we moved all around the world, around the country, and um, left every two or three years to another place. And um, and part of that involved um, participating in the chapels that were at the different posts that we went to. And so whoever was the chaplain of that post, we took on their tradition while we were there. And it would be anything from the high church doing Anglican or Episcopalian services, more liturgical. Um, Then we also had a Methodist pastor for a while or a Methodist chaplain. And then um, I think we had several Baptist Mm. pastors and also one that was more of a charismatic bent. So there was a lot of different kinds of experiences growing up. And um, it was something that was kind of confusing to me when I was young, but I think it also helped me to understand that people had different backgrounds and different beliefs about things and different practices. So um, I think there was a little bit of an appreciation for diff- different types of, hist- of backgrounds. Um, my mom came to the Lord when I was eight years old, and I had a friend that shared um, her faith with her, and my mother immediately came and shared that with me. and. Um, when she was telling me about Christ, my understanding was that I would never have to die. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty good deal for an eight-year-old who didn't <laughs> want to experience pain or death. Right. So I took that on, and um, my early years were really marked with lots of conversations with my mom. And kind of uh, as she was growing, she was sharing things with me. And when I had questions, she would ponder them with me and and answer them often for me. And so I became really close with mom, um, sharing that journey. And um, she was very influential in teaching me about Christ and modeling that for me as she was making changes in her life. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of my background. Um, I became quite dependent on my mother. Mm. And uh, that kind of showed up later in life when um, when I was starting to recognize, we lived over in Taiwan mm-hmm. when I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, we were there when President Carter severed relations mm-hmm. with Taiwan. Wow. And so there was a lot of turmoil. We had a lot of change in our family. We were separated from one another because we had just gotten to Taiwan. And so I was sent back to the United States to uh, finish up my junior year of high school mm-hmm. um, at the school I had been at previously. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I lived with a family who um, welcomed me into their home. They were a young family with young children, 
And during that time, I just felt this real change. I didn't have my mother there to talk to all the time. And I was feeling lonely because I missed my family. Mm -hmm. And um, um, it was during that time that I really feel like the Holy Spirit kind of got a hold of my heart and started to show me that Mm -hmm. I could have a personal relationship with Christ, me and Christ, me and God, and not dependent fully on my mother's interaction, which was... <clears throat> very important for me as I was getting ready to go off to college those were going to be big years too and um, so that was an important time for me and I kind of rededicated my life to the Lord mm-hmm. at that point yeah we talk about that being a stage of faith where we start to own our relationship with the Lord kind of apart from our parents mm-hmm. so Absolutely. I appreciate that that happened in such a real difference for you you know in such a different place living with home versus not living at home and living at such distance that you weren't able to like just pick up the phone and interact with her easily and right and then it was it was really unique because then I did move back with them for my senior year yeah so I had a time to kind of start to make that change a little more um with mom there so Mm -hmm. I still had some backup I could go talk to her but I also was very clear that I really wanted to be walking with God and not fully dependent on mom because I was going to be leaving for college soon and I um I really knew that that was an important thing I really felt like God invited me to that at that stage of my life yeah and so this next question that we have is like when did you notice something new was going on in your relationship with the Lord Mm, Um, yeah so really I I see two big changes that was kind of the first mm -hmm. one the second change happened really more like about 10 years ago. And um, it was a time where I had high schoolers and kids going off to college, starting to go off to college. And I had um, been walking with the Lord for a long time. I'd gotten into some patterns of things. I had been um, real involved in church. And um, I came across a friend that I had lost touch with for a while, Michelle Key. Yeah. And um, when I saw Michelle, there was something about her that was just very different. And she was alive. Mm. She was vibrant. She was sharing about her relationship with God and with joy, with excitement, with um, kind of this new commitment. I just saw such a change in her life, and it just was so appealing to me, this vibrancy I saw in her. And... um, I knew that wasn't what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. I was in a really dry place, Mm -hmm. feeling like um, I had got into um, just being a very, uh, very geared toward um, doing what I thought was right. Mm. Um, You know, reading my Bible, which is a good thing. Yeah, praying is a good thing. They're all good things, but they were becoming more methodical. It was a checklist for me Mm -hmm. in many ways. Mm -hmm. I need to be volunteering at the church. I need to be disciplining my children and showing them the Lord in my life. I need to be um, reaching out to people who are non-believers. It was kind of a need to. You should, should, should kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I was doing my best to fill those squares. There were times where I felt like I was doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there were times where I was realizing I was really not... Um, reaching the mark Mm -hmm. and so um, when I saw Michelle I just saw something different that just drew me I just wanted to I wanted to have that experience myself and um, I had gotten really busy with things but Michelle invited me to participate in a book study 
Um, and we were doing the book Sacred Rhythms mm-hmm. by Ruth Haley Barton. Yep. And uh, she was doing a, a study with a group of women and invited me to do that with her. And so the very first chapter of that book, Ruth shares about her journey in ministry. And she was, her words were just like they were coming out of my head. I mean, they were my words. They were, you know, she was feeling dry. She was feeling like there was not purpose. It was just kind of doing things to get them done and doing what was expected. And um, I don't remember. Does she also mention in that, like, how confusing it is to wind up in that place? Yeah, I think she talks a little bit about just really trying to understand the desires of your heart and how that can be really confusing. And when you've been doing what you thought was what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. but that's I definitely related to that. And um, so connecting with these women in this group and talking about different ways that we could approach God, that we could um, put ourselves in a place where we're still doing things, but really a lot of it was about making space to be with God rather than finish my study, finish my time with God, to be in his presence. And really, silence and solitude was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm because I didn't know how to be quiet before the Lord. It was just about, you know, my list of prayer requests or think, and I was pretty good about bringing my list, but I wasn't very good about sitting with him and just really experiencing his nearness. That was a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, it was something that it what didn't just like happen right away. Mm-hmm. Right. It was going through that book was helpful to hear, talk to other people and say, you know, I, I began to be more honest with what I was experiencing in my heart. I was feeling safe mm-hmm. with Michelle and with some of the women that were in there that I could say, I don't, I'm not really feeling it, but I really want it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a really, that was a, a big deal for me. And um, I think probably one of the hardest um, parts of that story was when I recognized that I really didn't love being in God's word Mm. and those were actually the words I said to God um, with many tears Um, just it was so hard to be honest with that and say I I hear I know I'm supposed to love your word but honestly that's not where my heart is I feel dry I feel alone I don't know that you're really there sometimes Mm -hmm. but I want that Mm -hmm. and I really look back now and I think that was, it was so hard to say it out loud, Mm -hmm. to hear it come out of my mouth to God. Yeah. And yet to feel still loved Mm -hmm. and received in that place. And that I really began to believe that He wanted to change my heart. Mm -hmm. He wanted to show me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that really badly. Oh, that's amazing. Like to be in, in something that's painful partly because. It's the way, the, one of the primary ways you've connected with God in the past. It's different than it used to be, and there's sadness involved in that, mm-hmm. and there's distance mm-hmm. involved in that. And being honest with the Lord results in also being comforted and being received in grace mm-hmm. and love and hope. I mean, that's an amazing thing to have happen. It's mm-hmm. not what you expect is going to happen when you say those things out loud. Right. And it's not about, I mean, it's like I am being accepted at my worst, what I feel Mm. is my worst. Mm. And I really believe that it's okay for me to say that to him. I know that's something I've heard Stu say at times to our kids when they've had questions about God. And I've heard him say, 
you can have any of those questions with him. Mm -hmm. And even recently, our son brought that back up and said, you know, I remember when you said that, Dad. And and it was just kind of fun to hear that from him, too, because I think our questions are important. We can't really move past, move into deeper waters if we're really not being honest. And he knows my heart, Mm -hmm. so I might as well be honest about it. (laughs) And there's safety there. There's something about really starting to believe that it's not about me doing everything right. Right. There's something about being weak, being in a place that I want to change, and he wants to partner with me. He wants to carry me through that. Yeah. Yeah. So. so it sounds like it, you know, is a great foundation for things that were to come for you over the next 10 mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. years. So is there something specifically that's been going on lately that you'd like to share yeah. with us? So probably one of my favorite stories to tell CBC about that is the move to CBC was such a big deal for us and that um, you know we had been in a fairly dry place at where we were living we had a great church that we were a part of but we had just kind of um, things had gotten a little bit stale there for us and when we decided to move to Flower Mound we were really looking for connection mm. and um, and it was fun because I had um, I had connected with you and you um, introduced me to some people here at CBC. We knew Steve and Darlene and yeah. they connected us with WIC people and the, the body here was so warm in receiving us. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been kind of the beginning of another kind of um, stage in my life where now it's been just a joy to connect with people at CBC. Uh, quickly getting involved with Life with God and leading a group with Debbie Zetzman and um, and then being in a D group, um, being in, in our Ignatian group that was really has been life-giving, being with people who are walking with Jesus and that really want to live honestly together is, um, that's the most life-giving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in community and then we really, we didn't have that very much. And right now, to me, one of the joys is exploring spiritual friendships and really seeing what's it like to walk with people, to share our walks, and to um, to learn how to share our areas of, of weakness mm-hmm. or our areas of challenge and to help each other. And, and then the transformation that you start to see happening as people um, share that same thing kind of that I, I described when I was really honest with God. Sometimes people need to hear themselves say things out loud. Right. And when they share it in community and they receive love, it really can be a healing thing. Mm-hmm. So that's been a joy for me. Um, I feel like I've seen a side of God that's been exciting, just his faithfulness, his um, knowing the desires of my heart. Even if I didn't verbalize them, he knew what I was longing for mm. and has really um, provided that. Yeah, in the way of spiritual friendship specifically. Yes. Yeah. It's been just life-changing. Yeah. And and so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so fun right, right. to do life with people in, in an authentic relationship. And um, I think the other thing that... Um, that has been meaningful for me is just knowing that Jesus wants to be known. Mm. He is willing to um, wait with me and show me along the way. And you know, just some of the scriptures that um, I don't have one right here ready for you. That's okay. But I, just about 
um, how he, he, he describes himself. He shows himself and he shows his cards, I guess. <laughs> and I love that, that he wants to be known. I feel invited to participate, to um, explore the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mm. in a new way. Mm. Yeah. And is there anything in particular, any characteristic in particular that stood out to you as being like a surprising discovery of late of who God is? Um, hmm. I think the side of him being so joyful that he he wants to bring joy into our world. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of seen Jesus, seen God as it's a it's serious business, you know. And um, I love even like the show The Chosen right. and seeing Jesus laughing with his disciples and mm-hmm. and and that's that's a story. But I believe that's something that we see glimpses of that in Scripture when we read. You know, just this. Sometimes he says things that you just think. I just think he was he was joking. He was playing with them. He's funny. He's 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 so dear and um, knows hearts and wants to engage in, with hearts. I yes, love that. Yes, I think one of the places I see that show up is in a gift that the Lord gives. It's just so perfect that it just elicits mm. surprise and mm. joy. You know, mm. like only God could have done something right. this that produces this much joy in my heart in response to what's happened. Yeah, and that's kind of, too, when I was saying that he knew what I longed for even Mm -hmm. before I said it, and and the friendships that he has given that have really um, filled my heart so much. I just feel tenderly loved by that. And... um, Yeah, one of the things that we really love to ask in this podcast is that how is all of this then overflowing into the relationship that you have with other people? Yeah. Um, I think growing in trust, as I trust God more, I'm trusting people more Mm -hmm. with my story and and I love being trusted with their story. Um, So I feel like there's um, some neat things that are happening there. Um, One of the things that I am really I feel like I'm growing in is learning to let go of control Mm. I've always really wanted to have a tight control on things that are going on Mm. Um, recovering performer if you will or perfectionist Mm -hmm. and um, so I find that um, I'm finding more joy in learning to depend and it's kind of neat. God gave me an image not long ago that has been so much fun to spend time just thinking on, and that's the image of dancing with Him. Mm. And um, and I can tell a quick story about dancing with my father, my earthly father, yeah. who was a really good dancer, and mm. I was not a good dancer. And my dad took me out one time. Um, we were at a family event, and he took me out onto the floor and wanted to dance with me, and I was just nervous. I didn't know how to dance well, and he got a hold of my arms, and he said, Holly, relax, <laughs> and he smiled at me, and I just was so stiff at the beginning, but as I relaxed, I could feel him leading me more, mm-hmm. and it became kind of fun, because my dad was really good, so he could move me around more. Have you ever seen Andy and Jamie Zapata yes. dance? yes. That's beautiful. Right. And, you know, there's there's that familiarity of knowing what their movements are. Uh-huh. 
a little bit, but also being ready to adjust for any of the changes they make. And I really feel like that picture describes where I'm at in my walk with God right now, Mm. just Mm. wanting to pay attention, to stay um, tuned into Him, Mm. and being ready to move. Mm. So a lot of times I have a tendency to want to look ahead and see what's next. What do I need to do next? And I'm feeling this new sense of hang on Mm. and relax and let me lead you. Mm -hmm. And so paying attention as I'm going through different circumstances that I'm unsure about or that part of me wants to get control again, Mm -hmm. remembering what that dance looks like. And so that's kind of the new image I'm trying to keep with me more often Mm -hmm. um, is what it might mean to slow down and pay attention but relax and not be so trying to figure it out for me. Let God show me. Yeah. When I love the combination of the two of having a new emphasis on the joy of the Lord and the possibility mm-hmm. that there is in the joy and then the idea of letting go and resting into who God is and, you know, letting him create the dance and move with mm-hmm. him in that. I mean, that's painting such a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of possibility, a, a better way. As and we like and to so say. much better than I could do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a good dancer, right. but I can follow him, right? If I'm right. following him, he it's his job to tell the story. And I just need to go with him (laughs) yes well holly we've known each other for a long time now Mm -hmm. and i've just watched you be so believe in and invested in the faithfulness of god like Mm -hmm. you just keep moving towards the faithfulness of the lord and it's so wonderful to hear you share you know where that's at now and the possibilities going forward Mm -hmm. from here Mm -hmm. thank you for those words Mm -hmm. it's beautiful you're welcome Well, thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to Holly's story. And um, I know that if there's anything here that's particularly touched you and you would like to reach out to her, she would love to interact with you about that. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Thank you, everybody.